0: I am Laura McCallum and I am Holly Whitaker. And
1: this is home podcast. Hey
0: girl. Good morning. Good morning. morning. <laughs> Happy Sunday. How are
1: you? I'm great great i have the perfect coffee buzz i love recording in the morning so oh, it's lovely it is and fresh out of a meeting you just did yoga right yeah i just did yoga yeah so
0: no i am great and and you are i'm great um i been sick for 22 days in a row and, um, this morning is the first morning that I actually felt, um, my life force come back to me, Yeah, Ugh. <laughs> which is awesome. Um, it is. yesterday my mom and I went, we were doing this little charity thing where we fill up a shoe box of stuff and we went to the dollar store to go get some supplies and, um, like 10 minutes in, it was winded. Oh God, um, that's the worst. Yeah, I was yeah. just—I mean, it's it for me. It's really depressing. Um, to totally to be winded from. Well, remember that's how I was in D.C. Yeah, we were there, and I. You did Soul Cycle though. How, I know. How did you do Soul Cycle? I don't know. I shouldn't have. Oh God, God, yeah. no. no, right? Um, yeah. So. So yeah. today
1: we are is the it is the uh, Sunday before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we are going to do an episode about uh, maintaining your sobriety and recovery in over the holidays. Yeah, and your sanity. And your sanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is huge. Uh, I went to a meeting this morning, and it was the first time someone said, "You know, the holidays are coming." And it was like, "Yeah, we are." We're they're they're upon us, and uh, <laughs> it's it's I'm excited for this because I think my first sober Thanksgiving and and Christmas was, it was a big deal. It hadn't you know I hadn't experienced that since the te- being a teenager really. Yeah. So I think for a lot of people there's there's a lot of stuff that comes up around the holidays. Yes. There you know it's family time, which can be wonderful, but. Nobody can um, get push your buttons like your family, and yeah. So we are going to each talk about what we have, what our holidays used to look like, yeah. what what we're going to be doing this year, and our five tools to get through and and hopefully enjoy them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really funny yesterday. I was I was uh, I was at Whole Foods and I was walking out front and there were some girls that were talking and they were like my age they were moms and they were talking about um what about black friday and and talking about um being hungover on black friday and um it was just like it was so weird like they were planning for how to get through how to nurse their hangover so they could do black friday yeah and um and it was a given it was a given that they were going to be hungover and i just thought it was i thought it was interesting because it really honestly it um because I don't—I used to think like that for sure, right? Like I actually used to think like that, and then it—it yeah. it was so—it was so odd to hear it, and then it just, yeah. Anyway, so no,
1: it's true. I used to assume I would be hungover on yeah. Thanksgiving, absolutely
0: on Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving, and like the day Wednesday after the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I—I I get it. I mean, I yeah, I went to Whole Foods this morning too, and. There are, you know, they're setting up all the Christmas trees and it's, it's on, you know, the holidays are definitely on. Yep. Um, so, so what, so let's just, let's get right in. What, okay. what did your holidays used to look like before bright a tea?
0: Um, you know, my family isn't like, I wouldn't say my family is a family of drinkers, but my family drinks mm. and especially around the holidays. And, um, I Thanksgiving in particular, uh, right? We're cooking all day. We're in the kitchen all day, and we like yeah. find chardonnays. And so I, regardless, it was either spent. It was always it was always spent with my mother's side of the family. Always a big, you know, there. It's a large group of us. There's usually yeah. about twenty to thirty, and and it looked like a lot of chardonnay, and yeah. I, and it was expected. I I remember. I don't remember a time from when I was about. I mean. 17, honestly, yeah. 17, Me too. Uh, until I was, until the, a couple of years ago that I made it through Thanksgiving sober. And, um, it was also, I mean, part of this was just because I never really felt like I belonged in my family, especially mm-hmm. my extent, my new, nu- my, not my nuclear family, my extended family. I always felt very other, mm. uh, from a very young age, I always felt very other. And so when alcohol was introduced into the scene, it was like my first time getting super drunk and actually like puking the next day in front of my family happened in pasadena and it was because my aunt who i mean my never learned to spell my name right and who never liked me from like the time i was born never liked me uh she learned how
1: to spell holly
0: h-o-l-l-i-e i I have monogrammed things that say that um like it was a weird weird relationship so when i was 17 we were doing the dishes together, and she was pouring champagne, and I, like, it was for me this opportunity to have a bond with somebody that, because uh, I, I, you know, my goal in life is to be loved and liked yep. by all, and so it was this opportunity to kind of, um, you know, have a closer relationship with her in that moment, and I got yeah. shit-faced. We each drank a bottle of champagne, and then I spent the whole night and the next day puking, and that was when I was 17, and... God. That was I mean, so that was it and uh and and usually I mean, my holidays were such that i I showed up Christmas or Thanksgiving um my holidays were always such that um I was highly uncomfortable, and most yep. of the time after they were done, when I would go back to my home, which was from the time I was eighteen, um it was not it was outside of Fresno. To where I would always come back and I would immediately get a huge bag of pot and I would have to spend a couple of days in major incubation of recovering from it because of what either my father had done or Mm -hmm. from whatever family drama ensued or from how much my sister and I fought or it never ended well. And I usually... Fell to pieces after every single holiday, and yeah. so and not, and this the silly thing is, or maybe it's not silly. I went into every single one of them always with the highest hopes. I know. I always That's, imagined yeah. like it was different, and I had grown up, and especially when I got my career, and I was now I was an accountant, and I had right? When I felt like I had made, you know, I had, you know, girl done. You were your own
1: person. Right. right.
0: And it just didn't matter. I would walk in thinking, well, obviously they'll treat me differently now that I make $50,000 a year. And it just, I was always, I was always feeling very other. And so,
1: yeah, I, I'm so, I mean, I totally relate. And I, I, especially with the, with the, because even though the, it's similar for me and I'll tell, you know, I'll talk about it, but you do go in with that sort of optimism, like, you know, maybe this, we're going to enjoy this, or it'll be different, or something, you know. I do.
0: Yeah, you do. because it's the holidays.
1: Right, you want that, like, yeah, you, all the, all the images um, that we get fed, and the, you know, you have this, this optimism about it so yeah
0: you do, you do. <clears throat> and there are moments it's not to say that it was just awful I mean there were moments yeah usually I was a little drunk but you know there were moments that were wonderful yeah but it uh always always left me and um I, I usually spent the 26th through the 31st healing myself right yeah yeah,
1: yeah. similar uh similar but different I my family has changed shapes. There is no two years that's really the same in my family. Even yeah. even growing up, you know, my my uh, mom has been married uh, several times, so I've had several different you know families, uh, mm-hmm. stepfathers and and step siblings that that were around uh, you know, that wasn't an every year cycle, but it changed a lot. And same with my dad, you know, there were different people introduced and different, uh, families and their extended families. So, and my mom was definitely one of those is one of those people who would always invite a lot of people in, you know, the stragglers would always come to our house, which was great. Um, but no two holidays look the same. And that's still the case for me now. I, you know, and even you know leading up to getting sober no no two holidays are the same and now of course i have my own little family but what they looked like were similar i mean my family i would say if you said your family is not a bunch of drinkers, but they drink. My family is a bunch of drinkers, yeah, and not. It's not all problematic, but there's just a lot of drinking, and that is, you know, it starts at at eleven o'clock, and it and it doesn't end. And the holidays, you know, especially around Thanksgiving, and you know, the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, it was just a free for all, and it was kind of known. You know, I think a lot of families are that way too. I was at a meeting and heard one woman say you know my family drinks all day they don't drink you know like that any other time but the holidays it's just you know it's they people throw it all out and say we're just gonna we're gonna be in this house together a lot of people are in a place together for a long period of time and that's what my family did and yeah yeah so yeah similar from the time I was you know 17 until a couple years ago It was, and I loved that. I love those days where where you knew it was just on and on. Yeah. There was no judgment. You, you know, you could drink as much as you wanted. It was encouraged. You tried different types of drinks, even though, you know, around you to get that like afternoon lull of, you know, kind of drunk, but we're still cooking and haven't eaten yet. And it's like, you just keep going. And I mean, I remember so many Thanksgivings and Christmas days of waking up and throwing up and being so sick and then just starting and then carrying on through, you know, the day and then the next day being so sick too. So, but I, I too have, you know, my, my holidays weren't, I don't, I don't remember that I really recovered afterwards, like how you talk about, but I do, you know, I've never really loved the holidays. I know some people are, it's their favorite time. I, I don't know what it is. I think it has something to do with my parents being divorced, you know, when I was pretty young and having to split those days. Right. Um, and being shuffled around and I hated it, you know, I hated it and I hated, Having to go, having to split my day on Thanksgiving, having to split my day on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and feeling the, and, you know, feeling the emotions of your parents, your respective parents, if they're sad or, you know, whatever they're going through. And I, and I just grew to hate it. Um, yeah. And I, I have enjoyed the last year maybe a little bit more. But it's still just, it's not my favorite time at all. It's just not, I don't, I don't love it.
0: I don't get excited about it. Really? Uh, Even though, and has that changed at all since you've had a daughter or no? It has. Yeah. Okay. It
1: it definitely has. Um. It definitely has. I, that's, yeah. that's true. And especially Christmas. But um, Thanksgiving, I do like, it's just, it's not my favorite time. I think it has a lot to do with it being winter. Winter is not my season. You know? yeah. I, don't, I don't do well. Yeah. Uh it is it's a hard. It is it's a hard. It's dark. It's um you know if you're lonely or kind of extra lonely if so I, so it's not my favorite time. Um and you know the, the drinking was like the number one tool as with all the other times of year but it was like at least we can drink as much as we want the holidays yeah. and nobody says anything, you know. Yeah, it's, no
0: assume like that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen. So I think that's interesting that you don't I, I uh I love the holidays, even though what happened over and over and over again Christmas is, there's nothing like Christmas in New York. There's nothing like big, I mean, even though I am disgusted by consumerism, I still love the consumerism. I still love like all of the crap that comes along with it. I, I mean, like last Friday I stayed in bed all day and I was, cause I was just kind of beyond and. I watched six Christmas movies in a row.
1: I know. I was, that's like, so funny.
0: I know. And so it's just, for me, I actually still get lit up like a little kid. I still am. Yeah. I still love big trees and I still love awesome. ice cream and hot cocoa and Christmas lights and Christmas carols and my mom's cooking and all, you know, it's yeah. just like, oh, but.
1: No, I love that. And I, I think a lot of people feel that way. And it's not that I'm like, I am a total downer the whole time, but it, it's just not my favorite you know I, yeah. and it has it has definitely changed now that i have a, a girl a baby yeah. and but it's still just you know it's just not my favorite i wish it was and i i have to say last year um or the the i've been sober for a couple the last two and they were better yeah. even though they were harder they were better i was <clears throat> i could feel the spirit of things a little bit more yeah um so so that's how our, you know, what they used to look like. And it, do you, let's talk, what are you doing this year? What is it? What does it look like this year? Oh,
0: for you? I actually, um, I'm going to be probably staying by myself for Thanksgiving just because I can't, I don't want to push getting sick. And also my sister's pregnant, but, um, but what I normally do is the same thing, which is My, on Thanksgiving, my, my family, my nuclear family and my extended family generally gathers for a really delicious, my family is like the original foodies Mm, and so we love cooking and we get together and we make delicious food and it's, so that's, that's typically what we do and it's either in Fresno or Pasadena depending on uh, who's hosting. Where is it this year? Uh this year it's actually in San Gabriel Valley just cuz my sister's pregnant and she's hosting. Oh no no, it's in Pasadena. It's at my cousin's. Same place, uh-huh. same place I've been for years. And so yeah. Um so yeah, and then Christmas is uh normally held at my mother's house, but cuz again, my sister's pregnant and can't travel, So, we're going to do it down down south. So um so that's what I'm doing this year. And I think we also kind of wanted to get in how that's how it's changed, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean I over my my I had my first sober Thanksgiving in 2012 when I was doing that first stint of sobriety and yeah. And it was actually because of the mindset I had around it, it was a pleasure and it was really interesting. It wasn't uncomfortable at all. I wasn't afraid I was going to drink. It was really interesting to um actually be in that and not mm-hmm. uh and not, not not have to drink through it. And yeah. so it was, I had more joy in my heart that year. And then, uh, that Christmas I had just started drinking. So I, I snuck a small, and I had also told my family I wasn't drinking. And yeah. so I felt very conscientious of it. And yeah. so I snuck a, I think a glass of, of wine maybe. Um, but my first real sober holidays were, uh, in, um, 2013 and, um, they were, they were really, uh, they were really hard, mm-hmm. and that's because I had changed so much so quickly, and yeah. because I assumed, because again the same thing I had before, because I had changed so much that that would just be that would everyone
1: changed. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that that would translate right. And I I have I've written about what happened over Christmas that first Christmas extensively because it was a it was a like a, it was a, a total meltdown and um I stayed too long that Christmas I stayed for I think seven or eight days oh god and uh and I slept on the couch and I and there was this like epic like um meltdown where I had uh it was it the was, hot water the right couch. it was the hot water right yeah. like I was sleeping on the couch I was not getting my needs met and I just, my, my therapy, my recovery, I mean, I was just like, people go away for recovery. They spend thirty five to $70,000 a month to do what I did on my fucking own, and baths are my recovery. And my whole family, like, cycled throughout the day from 7 in the morning till 5 o'clock at night using all the hot water. And I kept yeah. on asking for it, and then there was this one moment where I came out, and I I had like waited for two hours that I went, I turned the tub on and my mom and my sister playing cards and I came out and I literally was just like, Hey, it's so weird. I think the hot water is broken because it's still cold. And I had somewhere to go at like six that night. And my mom and my, my mom looks at the dishwasher and then covers her mouth and laughs and says, (gasps) Oh my God. I ran the dishwasher and her and my sister just started laughing oh, and I literally, I mean, I whole I went into Hulk mode. I just <laughs> lost. I mean my, I was the, I was in Kundalini yoga instruction. I was like meditating every day. Yeah. I had you know, my house is full of peaceful affirmations. I was teaching love to all. Right. And I lost my shit and mm. just literally had like the <laughs> biggest fucking meltdown. And so, um, and I left, I left that Christmas. I left my mom that Christmas. She drove me to the train station, and that was where I had this like really long discussion with her about what was the difference between her cancer and my recovery. So holidays um, on this side, and and now they're you know I'm living with my mom now, you know and right um um I, t- I text with my sister and my mom every day um you know and and I'm I was looking forward to going to Thanksgiving, but I and and I'm very much looking forward to Christmas. I love my family, um, but it's taken a lot in sobriety to, um, to really, I guess, reestablish myself in a relationship with my family that um, is, is. um... Well, there are
1: original relationships, you know, they're the longest, the ones we've had the longest, they're the most ingrained. They, they, it's the hardest, it's the hardest. I think, even if you have good relationships to begin with, you know, the holidays definitely like what I was just picturing, With, you know, I've heard you tell that story a few times, but describing it was like, that's the reason, you know, we, you, when drinking, drinking is really great for just blunting out all the annoyance and the, whatever, you can just cruise through the day. Yeah. And when that's not available, you know, you're left with the reality of the discomfort, the anxiety, the, all of it, all this energy in a house for, you know, however long days yeah. And it's, and you're the, you're the one that's like, that's feeling it the most because you're not, you're not drinking, you know? Yeah. so it's just like, Well,
0: and I think there's also, it's not only that, but also I think just as we were talking, we had our interview with Sarah Heppelow, what she was talking about was that it's also that you are fight discovering who you are, you're, you know? You yeah. Know?
1: And, and you and change a lot. For me,
0: it was such a trip of self-discovery and such a, and being so curious and observant out in the world that, um, and, and seeing things really um, from, from this place of, of finding yourself that, that it's also, um, think highly overwhelming to be in that position of self-discovery while, while everyone else is, is not. Totally. Oh gosh. It is. It really is. And yeah,
1: I, I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that was, that's what it's like. Um, and it's, It's been, I wrote a post and what you were saying is they're the the original, they're the originals, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote a post last year that's called how to not regress into your 17-year-old self when (laughs) you go home for Christmas. Because that is, we also, it's not only that they're the original, but you kind of freeze you yourself you yourself freeze yourself into, you know, teenage you, or, yeah. you know, like we freeze ourselves into these, you know, into these caricatures of, of, of people we were over the years. We have the roles, we're, we're right. remembered as that, right. Yeah. And,
1: and we do it to other people too. I mean, we yes. all do it to each other. It's, everyone has a role in a family and even if yeah. your roles are highly outdated and not who you have been for a long time, you still, I mean, when I, it takes, I've, I know exactly now it takes about 48 hours until I slip into that role with my dad Because I usually stay with him when I go to Colorado, you know, back home, and it takes 48 hours, and I'm in it, and I'm in it. It's almost comical to witness, um, but it's never, it doesn't stop being uncomfortable, you know? No. I become become the the, the little girl. He becomes the, you know, father, and we slip into these roles, and it
0: starts getting bad quick, you know? Yeah, it does get bad quick. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what about you? Uh, what are you doing for the holidays and, and really what have what are the holidays like now yeah. that you are sober? So
1: this year is like every other year, it has a different shape. Um this year's strange-ish, but I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm spending it with my ex-husband and my daughter. Uh there's a ski house that we are like splitting this year for uh, up in maine and we're going up uh there and there will be two other families that are joining for thanksgiving that also like have houses up there and you know we talked about you know doing this and both of us want to spend the, the day with our daughter right so so it makes sense, um, and we have a good relationship now. You know, I actually we enjoy being around each other. We don't do it for long periods of time or anything, but it's it's uh, nice to it, it's it is uh, it's nice. It's nice to be around each other, and we'll see. We have not spent this amount of time in one place really since we split, but there will be other families there. You know, we're there's. Lots of activities. We're going to be skiing, and I'm going to be doing other things. And you know, it's not going to be like locked up in a cabin for three days. But, but that's what I'm doing, and um, oh, yeah. it, it it'll be interesting. I, you know, people when I tell them that I'm fine with it, but a lot of people look at me and, and oh, it makes you know,
0: me it actually makes my body ache.
1: That's so funny. It's so funny. Well, I don't, I,
0: there's one part I want to almost ask you about, but I don't know if it's okay to ask. Go
1: ahead. And ask. Of course it is.
0: Is your ex husband's new girlfriend gonna be there? No, no, yeah,
1: no. That's what everybody asks. I would
0: say, oh, yeah,
1: no, she's not. That would be that would be something else.
0: Uh, Fuck, right? Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, she won't be there. Um, Although he is dating someone, and I know that, and and I'm fine with it. And and you've met her, and yeah, uh, but he, you know, it'll be. No. And, you know, hey, this might be like a disaster. I don't think so, though. It's just <laughs> we, um, we do well with, all, with our daughter, too, you know, together. It's nice to have the other parent there. It's yeah. not something we experience very often, and it's really nice to energetically okay. split up the duty uh, when you're so yeah. used to doing it yourself. Yeah. Uh, I love great. even just the, you know, the couple times a week where we have a little overlap for drop-offs and pickups and we do once in a while, we'll do dinner or something. It is a total relief for even those, you know, those 30 minutes or an hour to energetically split it up. It's astounding.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I so I,
1: I think, you know, it's, we'll see, it's an experiment. We, um, We will see. I'll report back when when it's over. Yeah, but I think you know I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, and the holidays sort of creeped up on me this year. I didn't really, it really until late last week. Didn't oh yeah, you know it's Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. this week, right? Um, so I haven't given it a bunch of thought. And you know I'm, I know I'm going to be sober. I know the one thing that that is will be interesting is there. There will be a lot of drinking um I know you know both of these families really well, and it's not gonna be absurd or anything, but I know you know what what that scene looks like and so i i you know I'm gonna use all my tools that we're gonna talk about to um yeah. to deal with it and I think you know to say generally speaking what it has been like the past couple of years that yeah, so I have been sober for two years prior during the holidays, the first year I was sober was totally against my will. you know, I had just come off, um, the sort of, I, I, it was against my will. The only reason I was sober is because I was with my family and they, you know, knew I shouldn't be drinking. And if I would have drank, it would have been a big problem. So that was pretty excruciating. And I remember it really well. And I, you know, just, I spent a lot of that holiday season in the fetal position, just like, Oh, make it through. (laughs) And then the, the last year was better. It was better. I was very newly sober still, but I, you know, I had, I, I was working through things and I had good tools and I had a lot of people around me and uh, I enjoyed it. And, you know, I was able to, it does take the focus off yourself when you have a, a, a kid and it's exciting to see the holidays through their eyes and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what it looks like now, uh, and we'll see. You know, this year this year will be different than the than the rest, and <laughs> I'm feeling hopeful about it, though.
0: And what, one question. Do you like the holidays now more that you're sober? Like, have you found a difference? Well,
1: I don't know because it's still so new as a sober yeah, person. I right mean, right. the first year I was physically sober, but I was out of my mind, and last year I was sober, but I was nowhere near comfort level yeah. yeah you know it was just like a couple months um and so i don't know i don't really have i i think the answer will be absolutely because in my experience i've enjoyed almost everything more so you know more sober yeah. Yeah.
0: um
1: but but we'll see we'll report back at the end of the year and, and see how it went yeah so what are so let's talk about our tools uh we're each gonna do five yeah. we'll we'll trade off and These are our, you know, personally our our five, um, you know, the things that we we use and have learned to make it through um, the holidays. Yeah. What's what's your first?
0: Well, my first is I travel with my tools, um, Mm -hmm. meaning I bring yoga mat. I bring yoga glow. I bring essential oils. bring it's yoga glow for oh sure yoga glow is an online it's like online uh on demand yoga it's i practice yoga every day i do it um and i i do it through uh through yoga glow
1: yeah
0: um so i take that i take my guided meditations i take my beads you know Mm -hmm. i take all of it with me and i i just i make sure that i i have like i take tea bags with me that's a huge one because there's something really special about having uh, having your delicious specialty with you is yeah. everyone else is imbibing. I also yeah. stock up on LaCroix and yeah. Pellegrino and fizzy water and I uh, make extra stops at Starbucks and you know, I just, I really, really, really make sure that I am covered and I have the things with me in order to continue doing the work that I'm doing in my regular life. Yeah. So I take my tools with me. That's my first.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I was hoping you would do that. Or you would say that. Yeah. Um, that's so, it, cause I, I, I didn't, but I was hoping you would. <laughs> and if you weren't going to, I was going to add it in as a six. <laughs> so, um, so mine is related to that. It's don't wing it. Um, you know, I have learned. And this is not just for the holidays. It's for for really anything I'm going to do in sobriety. I am very much a wing it type of person. I don't yeah, I know think about situations before I go into them too much. I, which is good and bad. But yeah. you know, especially when I was drinking, it just didn't matter. I, I mean, that's one of the things that drinking did for me. Is like fuck it, I'll show up anywhere. I'll do. I can you know, I can drink. It's fine. Yeah. And um and. It, in sobriety, I give things a lot more thought. I am able to give it more thought. I am able to say, if I do this, how am I going to feel? Yeah. Uh, If, if I am able to play out situations a little bit and based on how I think I will feel, I can make decisions. This is a new concept for me. I didn't do that, you know? And I think for many reasons, I think one of them, one of the big ones was, I was constantly reacting, you know, just kind of flying by the seat in my pants. But another one is that I just, uh, I didn't, I, I, especially around the holidays, it's like all these things are assumed. Like I'm, you know, there's a lot of shoulds. There's a lot of, of course you're going to show up. Of course you're going to spend the whole day with your family. Of course you're going to do this. Of course you're going to buy all the presents. Of course you're going to cook all the things, you know? And I, and now I, I actually, Evaluate what I'm saying yes to or no to. So, so it's don't wing it. Um, And what that means is, you know, a lot of like you said, be prepared. I I think about what the day is going to look like, and I prepare uh, what I'm going to do and what I'm going to have with me. And that I have my fizzy water, and that I have gone running that morning, and that I've made time to go to a meeting that day, and I've made time to go take a walk and. Um, the other piece of that is by not winging it, especially early on telling people that, uh, you know, I'm sober and I, and this doesn't so much apply to me because the people around me knew, but I think it's really important to say for other people, like, don't show up to your holidays with nobody knowing that you're not drinking. Um, tell one person, um, that's at least my, my experience is, is it helps. So don't wing it.
0: Can I add one thing to that? I think that's such a great point. And this is actually one of the ones I wanted to say, but I didn't. Um, But I also think one of the better tools you can also add to that, which is not winging it, which is also actually envisioning it before you step Mm. into the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Meaning go through the string of events, where you're going to arrive, what you're going to say when people offer you a drink, what you're going Mm -hmm. to drink. and actually. I I have my clients do this before they go into a new situation. I actually have them envision themselves doing it sober so that you're prepared, so that you're like, right, then I walk in the door, then I do this, then I do that, then I sit down, then I have my meal, then I say this, then I leave it this time, and when we actually sit down and we envision it and see ourselves in that situation before we actually step foot into it, we're so much more likely to succeed in carrying out, right? If we're just like, I hope I don't drink or I hope it doesn't, you know, then we're basically saying I'm going to end up drinking or, but if we go in and we say, I'm not going to drink and these are the things I'm going to do as I'm going through it, we actually sit down and envision the whole thing. It is so much more likely that that is what we're going to end up doing because we've seen it before. We've been through it. We did a dry run.
1: Yeah, it's true. And it's for those of us like me that that type of thinking is so foreign. I just don't do that. I don't do it with, work situations I don't do it with anything you know I'm very much like uh wake up in the morning okay what's happening today that's as far as I right. get you know so it but it is it is you're so right it's a huge help to do that
0: yeah winging it is basically saying i hope it doesn't i hope it goes i hope okay. it
1: doesn't happen right but i hope i do and, and and there will get to be i think it's important to say because if i would have heard that you know, a year ago, and I did hear it. It made it exhausted me. It was like yeah. I don't want to think about all those things. You know, yeah, I don't I know I want right? to live. But it changes. I don't have to go through that now with every day or every situation. I rarely do. So it, it changes. Yeah. It's it's just a good, um, especially all new things. You know, if yeah. I was if I was, I actually did that on Friday before I went to the concert because concerts to me that's are tricky. still a thing, you know, yeah. and, and even though I've been to a few sober, I actually thought about it because I knew who I was going to be with and it, and it helped a lot, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, no, yeah. that's a great ad. So I what's did your, that,
0: I did that with like, I did that with Italy and I actually got yeah. my mom. Um, when I went, like I was three months sober and I called my mom and I was just like, I'm terrified because I was going to Sicily and I had, yeah. um, I, I drank Sicilian white wines. Like that was my thing. And I just was like, I couldn't see it. And my mom said, well, try and see it. You know, you're not, going. first of all, if you tell yourself you're not going to, you're not going to, but also just try and see it. And so I did. I imagined me drinking water while everyone else was drinking it. I also imagined me drinking lots of coffee drinks while everyone else was drinking it. And it wasn't as, like, the funny thing was, it wasn't shocking when it happened. It wasn't a surprise when it happened. Right, you don't
1: feel like you're having an out of body experience. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So it's I know it feels so exhausting, but I just just a couple minutes of it, just a few minutes of giving yourself, getting yourself mentally prepared, and also making that switch from I hope I don't to I'm not going to.
1: Right, it's and, fun, and so. you can think about through the day, you know, because if a lot a lot of people travel for the holidays, right, and so. Yeah you just get into this blur of days that yeah. blend together. And if you can start to think about it and break it up a little more, you can plan and say, okay, on this day, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to go to a yoga class or I'm going to take a walk or I'm going to excuse myself from my family or I'm going to X, Y, Z, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, um, yeah It helps. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what's your second?
0: My second is I know my limits mm-hmm. um, and I don't go places for longer than I am comfortable. I make sure that I, I make sure I assert, um, I, I assert to myself what I can tolerate and what I can't. I don't go into yeah. this like thinking, oh, sure, seven days with my family, no sweat. Just I know for me that seven days with my family will make me become a vicious, stabby person. Yeah. And so <laughs> like this, a good, a, good, um, a good example of this is this summer my mom rented a lake house and we were all going to be together. And I know I can only stand my family for about three or four days max. Mm-hmm. And so I, and also that I need my own time when I'm around them. And so right. I was really careful to say, "Hey, not gonna come for the whole time. I'm gonna come for these days." And the same goes for the same goes for all the the upcoming holiday season. I'm just very careful to not overextend myself and not be someplace for longer than I can handle. Um, Which is so much better. It's so much better to go someplace for a shorter period of time and actually get to enjoy that time, yeah. and also not physically harm your family than it is to to overextend yourself and do something yeah. that you feel is beyond your limits. Because this is the thing. We kind of have this baseline that we go in and out. We we can manage going slightly above this baseline, but there is such a thing as a glass ceiling that we bust through. If we put our yeah. if, we, if we push ourselves too far in these situations, thinking that we're being the good daughter, the good son, the good whatever, yeah. and we end up blowing through our reserves, there's nothing left. And then very like I'm not the only one. I know you said you don't you didn't come back and have to do this recuperation thing. I know a lot of people that have to come back from the holidays and they're so they're they almost need to go into this catatonic mode. Totally go into this state of needing deep, deep, deep um uh recuperation from the world um and and going into this like catatonic state in order to recover from having blown past hyper state. And so I say just be very clear what your limits are on the time that you spend yeah. and what you're doing. And if you do have to be away for a while, plan things, plan things. Make sure that you you fill up your calendar with things to do um, that are outside of being with your family um, yeah. and stick to that.
1: Yeah. It's so so I'm so glad you said that. And my my second is closely related to that, uh, which is evalu- evaluating your your have tos and your shoulds. Yeah. Um, because this is, this is especially around the holidays, but it, this is really all the time, is there are so many things that we assume that we have to do that we don't. We don't have to do them. Like, uh, you know, and, I, and, I, and it, it takes some practice to do this, but it, was, it, it has been one of the most freeing things for me, you know, to say, I don't, actually, I don't even have to go. I don't have to show up for the holidays. Yeah. You no, know, I I don't. Um so what if you have a daughter? So what if you have kids? So what if you 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 can go okay, so maybe you can't not show up at all, but you can do a lot less than you think. No, you I have think to you do. can not
0: show up at all. I have to say. Yeah, I, it, I
1: think you're right. I think you're right. I think you can not show up at all. Yeah. If if, if it yeah.
0: There's a really beautiful saying that, um, or or a way to look at it, which is that you're just, you're you're fresh, your roots are are just green, 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 brittle little things. They're just starting to dig into the ground. And if being around your family is going to uproot you and undo the work that you have done, take the year off. If you, you're what you're doing, this work that you're doing on yourself is not only going to serve you, it will serve them in the long run. It will serve oh, everyone totally. in the long run. And so if you need to protect that root system by not being around them, like I said, I missed my pregnancy the principle, right? The pregnancy principle, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of any other. So I fully believe if you cannot be around your family. Right now, if it will cause you to drink or it will undo the work you're doing, do not go around your fucking family.
1: Totally, and it's so liberating to to remember that you know families are like you know, and my my mother's wonderful, my my dad's good, you know. They still have, and most families, you know, have a lot of expectations around what people are going to do in the holidays and to pull it, to extract yourself from that Uh, is so liberating. And it's, and it's not forever. And, and you know what? It teaches you, I have it written on the card right here. Practice saying no. It's okay to say no. It's okay. If you disappoint people, it's okay. If you don't buy presents, it's okay. If you show up, but you stay for two hours, it's okay. If you, um, don't host people at your house. Uh, I have a, I, I have a, a girl that i uh have been in contact with that was talking about you know I think I think i wanna I'm gonna be sober, I think I want to make the full Thanksgiving dinner at my house this year, and I said, Ugh. don't, <laughs> I know you feel like you can do everything right now because you're newly sober and it feels amazing, but just don't, yeah, because you don't know how you're gonna feel in two days, yeah, and I hate to to be like that, but it's absolutely true, no, you know it's it's, it's just the way it is you go up and down and give yourself. Give yourself the path of least resistance. People uh, go
0: away for this stuff. Like people yeah, yeah. literally go away for this stuff. Here's, this is something. Meaning that, they go to rehab. Meaning they right, people, they go to yeah. rehab. They go like, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's an extreme. It's, it's like recovering from a very, very like recovering from cancer, right? Or mm-hmm. going through pre- it's, it's any of these things that we can imagine where people get this pass of needing to take care of themselves. Same pass, same pass. Whether other people believe that is really... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Um, here's some... This is a really good passage that I, I got from... Um, From uh, the, that I used in the article where I talked about where I took a break from my family and it goes, sometimes to be fully entrenched in a new way of thinking to fully live it, you may have to leave things behind at least while you find your new footing. Mm. You may have to walk away from situations or people that are deeply invested in the old ways which are heavily attached to suffering, loss, pain, and fear so that you can fully let go or move on. It may seem callous to some, and it may even feel strange to you as you're used to being there to comfort all those that you can. Understand in those moments that if you are distancing yourself for good cause to help solidify new thought in your own life and in the world, that you are fulfilling a greater purpose than if you remain in or near the pain. There is a new way. Those who have dared to believe it and live it or try to in this tough world of errant thought will now be bringing it in more fully. We must stay true to this purpose. It is a time when you choose a calling for a greater cause or meaning. Be willing to be distant so that you can cut the cords and the ties that will bring a new freedom to you and others. And so this is from, it's from A Course in Miracles. I was going to say, it sounds like A Course in Miracles. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's from, a, not from A Course in Miracles. It's from A Course in Miracles discussion group that I was part of. So anyway, I thought it was a great way to just support saying, do what you need to do because it's for a much greater purpose than just showing up.
1: Yeah. One, one of the, one of the, you know, this, this happens all the time. So somebody came and said, I'm going, you know, I'm supposed to go to this thing on Friday at a bar. Um, It's like a birthday party of my friends. And I don't know, you know, I'm totally stressed out about it. And she's just a few days sober. And I said, you don't, don't go. And that thought actually hadn't occurred to her, you know, like I don't have to go. And it was, you know, and it's scary to do that at first, but it's so great. Just don't go, you, don't, you know, and the same goes for the holidays. So I love that passage from A Course in Miracles. That's brilliant. You should post it. Um, it is
0: posted. There. It's on my um, how to not regress into your 17 year old self. And I will ah. be posting my holiday posts. I also have a Thanksgiving survival guide. Um, okay.
1: Okay. So we are on number three. What's your third
0: my third is in the same vein of my number two, um, knowing my limits, which is also I get my needs met, and mm-hmm. this is something that a lot of us, we're highly sensitive souls, and we are used to, you know, being selfless and putting others first and not asking for too much or putting people out. Um, We don't tend to ask for the things that we need, and so, and this is so, I mean, like I said, I slept on the couch that first Christmas home, and mm-hmm. I took the last bath, and Um, and I went, and also I felt guilty when I was doing yoga and everyone else was, you know, doing family things. And the truth is you have to get your needs met. You have to get your needs met. And so my number three is get your needs met. Do what it, do what you need to do for you. If that means that you, um, I'm very clear with my family. I do yoga before I do anything else. And yeah. I still, uh, there are times where my sister will roll her eyes at me or say something not nice. Um, It doesn't matter. I still do it. I also refuse to share beds with children anymore because I am <laughs> an adult. I also <laughs> refuse to sleep on couches. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of this, I'm the single chick. I'm, you know, I'm the one that they can throw everywhere. And I just don't allow that anymore because for me to have good mental health and to really feel good, I need to have certain things. And so I'm very clear about asking for what I need. If I need a ride, if I need uh, special food, if I need anything, yep. I ask for it. And yep. I don't feel bad about it. And it's it's taken a while to get there, but it's but I got used to it by doing it. Okay, so what's your number three?
1: So my number three is pretty short. It's just keep your routine. So as much as you can, obviously we get a little thrown off in the holidays, but really try hard to keep your routine. If you, if you have it, you know, for, um, sobriety, like I, I, I double up on meetings. I don't miss working out, which is a a huge piece for me. I don't miss doing yoga. I don't miss sleep. Um, I don't, you know, I, I keep your routine as much as possible uh, during that time. And and this is like a lot of what you were saying, get your needs met, you know, don't, don't throw yourself off. Um, and I, I think about it as putting like recovery time in the bank. Like this is when, you know, the holidays are a time when you kind of dip into the bank and make sure that in going in, you have, you have some good savings in there, you know, double up on your meetings. If you go to meetings, double up on talking to people in recovery, double up on meditation, double up on yoga, double up on, um, sleep, all of that. And then you have some, some to draw from when you, yeah. when you go in. So it's keep your routine.
0: Oh, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I like that. Even though I never do, I keep my stuff, but I keep my routine gets way out of whack. Um, mm. number four for me. So I, the last couple points I have really start to get into the relational stuff. Um, uh, cause relationship stuff, I think is a big part of all this. Um, the, the number four for me is I, um, I don't engage. Uh, Mm -hmm. any longer in, in conversation that I, where I find myself in defense mode. Um, I tend to have, um, I, I have, there are people in my family that are very good at pushing my buttons. Mm -hmm. And I think this is true for anybody that has a family. Mm -hmm. And so when I find my buttons being pushed and I find the, whatever it is, whether it's, uh, whether it's judgment of something that I'm doing, it was, there's never been judgment of me not drinking, but there's, but again, like I said, I've had, it, there's pl- been plenty of times where it's been, you know, stated that my yoga is getting in the way of family time or, but, or, or whatever it is, whatever it is, when something comes up and it makes me stabby and angry, mm-hmm. I, step out of the way and I don't engage in the conversation I, I imagine because this is all energy right Our family is really good at, at pushing our buttons and they like pushing our buttons and not because they're evil people but because they're no. human. it's and what we do know. we push it's theirs what they we push do that's yeah. what we do right and so the only way when you when you allow them to push your buttons you're reinforcing that behavior and you're essentially giving them an energetic hit right so my sister says, like, oh great, you're gonna do yoga again, and rolls her eyes. If I say, like, "fuck you, bitch," <laughs> um, which is what I might want to say, I am essentially giving her validation that she can get to me and giving her an energetic hit, and so she can, she'll keep on continuing the behavior, whatever it is. Yeah. But Now, what I do is I just imagine that that whatever is being said to me is uh, is energy, and it comes at me, and I just kind of actually physically in my mind step out of the way and watch it go past and then I just pretend and and what that actually looks like is when things are said to me I pretend that they're not being said and it sounds crazy but like if somebody says something and it's insane and and it's gonna make me angry or and I have nothing to add to it and or it makes me defensive because defense is the first act of war Mm -hmm. I literally just sit there like they haven't said anything to me (laughs) and then I say oh yeah let's um do you want a cup of coffee? Or I say something that basically says I'm not acknowledging what you said, and right. um, and we're and I'm gonna move to the next to to the next part of the conversation. Or I just look at them, just like like a log, like a log, <laughs> like a log, like a log, right? Act like a log. So the 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 point is, don't engage when you the second the second that you hold your fist, like the second that you either put cross your arms in front of you to defend yourself, the second that you let the energy hit you in any sort of way any reactionary way is the second that you've basically you've engaged and you and you're and you're promoting that behavior when you start to it's just I always imagine it's like a like a boxer who's sitting there and if they're punching nothing they're gonna tire themselves out eventually and they're not gonna say stupid things as much so yeah that's great okay what's your number four
1: my number four is excuse yourself Um, so if you you know if you if you do go to the holidays if you travel if you're there you can excuse yourself a lot take many 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 breaks I don't um like that just you can you can excuse yourself you can walk outside take a break go into the bathroom um you know i realized how long the day actually is when you're there you know, for Thanksgiving, for example, for like 10 hours in one place, how long it is when you're not drinking, go for two one hour walks. Nobody's going to miss you, you know? And, um, so excuse yourself, take, take lots of breaks. That's my number four. That's good. So, so what's your number five?
0: Uh, my number five kind of goes right along with my number four, which is that I believe every relationship is an assignment. And I think this is a really important tool for me because – For the holidays, and, especially. For the holidays, especially. But for for me and, and, and why it works so well in my life is because I have challenging relationships, very challenging relationships with my family. And I guess I, I doubt I'm the only <laughs> – I doubt <laughs> that there's the only nobody one. that can't agree to that. Yeah. No, I know I'm not the only one, but I, I also am saying I'm sure that this is – blanket for, for, for 99.9% of the people that are listening to this. I mean, families are really tough. And I, when I go in looking as every relationship, this is a principle from A Course in Miracles. When I go in actually looking at every relationship as an assignment, I feel it gives me a place to work from. It gives me yeah. something to go in. It gives me it gives me actually the ability to realize that what this is doing is it's challenging me to find more love, to approach something mm-hmm. from a more open place, to see my part in it, and, and to really take responsibility for for the scenario. And and also it makes it kind of fun, right? When you go in, and you're like, this is an assignment. This is yeah. This is some. This is a person I have been assigned to, uh, for my life to, to be in relationships with in order to grow and and learn what I can. And so it gives me that. And also it gives me an opportunity to really look at it from, um, as an observer, which I think. Yeah.
1: That's what I was going to say. To be able to watch it a little bit from the outside and not be so wrapped up in it, wrapped up in it and Mm -hmm. victimized
0: by it. Because this is, this is the truth for me is it's been a victimization a feeling of victimization for so long and feeling, like my defenses would go up and I was getting in fighting mode and, um, yeah. and then feeling it all come undone. And for me now it's much more, I'm supposed to learn from this and I'm supposed to grow from this. And how can I approach this in a way that's going to allow me to expand and allow, and allow um, this relationship to expand. And so-
1: yeah. I love that. It, and it does help when you can get in that space and stay in that space, um, yeah. especially around the holidays. It's, it is a huge help. It's, um, it makes you almost be able to laugh at a
0: lot more. Well, kind of. No, but yeah, it does. Yeah. So laugh through my rage tears. So yeah, okay. So that's my number five. That's yeah. my number five. And what's Love your
1: number it. five? So mine is uh very, very basic. It's just keep it simple. Uh easy does it. So the there's you know, there's it's the way I look at it. And my, my sponsor says this, and you know, it's, it's something I, I think about often when I get overwhelmed, or I'm trying to do 10,000 different things and and hold all these balls and play all these roles is okay. What is, what is the one thing that I, that I really have to do? Like, what is the one thing that, that needs to happen? And for me, it's just staying sober. You know, you, you, it's great if you can make it through these holidays and you can, find some joy and you can teach your family members how to treat you. And if you can meditate and if you can do yoga and if you can, um, you know, if you can apply all these tools and get through it, it's great. Um, but really the the only thing that I need to do on any given day is to stay sober. And when I think about it that way, it, it just pairs it all down to to the utmost basics because some days truly I feel like that's all I do is, I breathe and I don't drink. And especially in early sobriety, it was like, I'm not trying to win Christmas here. I'm not trying to make the best, you know, I, I'm not, I'm gonna, not going to be, you know, have the perfect Thanksgiving. I'm just going to, I'm going to be sober and that's enough. Um, So that, so that's mine. It's keep it simple. And, and you have, you know, I, I say this a lot to you.
0: Oh, you broke up again. You there? Hello. 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 Hello.
1: If you if that's what you broke up
0: again, so you need to start back on. I say this a lot.
1: I say this a lot, and um, my sponsor says it to me all the time. You know, when I'm complaining about how my day went, or I'm struggling with, you know, with this situation or that thing, she says, "Did you drink today?" And I say, "No." And she said, "You're a howling success," and it always brings it back for me. It's like, great. okay, I'm, I'm good. That's right. That's right.
0: Oh, that's great. I, I have so many more. I think this is a really great list. Yeah, um, me too. Um, I love yours. I love yours quite a bit. Um me too. I
1: love yours. So this is great. I. um... Yeah. I'm, it got me kind of excited for the holidays.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It well really I just like I think the, the best summation of it is that this is just part of it, right? Like there mm-hmm. like that quote that I love so much for my coach, there's no blocks on the like there's no blocks on the path. The blocks are the path. All these things mm-hmm. that we run into, they're all really good opportunities for growth. They're all like especially like there's no better There's no better uh, uh, challenge to really help us expand than to go back into the place where we came.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, feeling like you have a sense of control. I think that's what we're trying to get across in all of this is that you do have, you know, you do have control over how you, how your day goes, how you don't have control over how other people behave, but you have control over
0: how you react,
1: how you react and and how you show up and, you know, whether you go. yeah so
0: yeah you no know, you are you are you in in all of this this is it's all very much under your control, um how you proceed through it and also how you what you take away and what you're subject to it's it is yeah. it's very much within your control so all right,
1: all right, so that was Yay. wonderful. and then
0: our next episode is so exciting. It's our interview with Sarah Hepola, which we have yeah. already recorded, which is amazing. I do have to say myself it was. I've listened to a lot of Sarah Heffler interviews. I have to say it was my favorite.
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was awesome. so fun. And um yeah, it was it was a, a bright spot for sure in my in my uh, path so far.
0: Yeah, and she's wonderful, and we actually got her to talk about things she wanted really to talk about, which is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we so, thought it was awesome. I hopefully she thought it was awesome. I think so. <laughs> yeah, no, she was great. Um, yeah, so that's gonna air next Wednesday.